0: Welcome to Dear Human Resources. In each episode, you'll hear about current HR topics and trends from experts, both practitioners and researchers, with the goal of giving you an insider's look at human resources. I'm your host, Marie-Lynne Germain. In this episode, James Duggan, a PhD scholar at the University College Cork in Ireland, discusses the topic of algorithmic management and its implications for human resources. Welcome, James.
1: Thank you, Marie. Really glad to be here.
0: James Duggan is an Irish Research Council PhD scholar at the Coet University Business School, University College Cork in Ireland. With a background in new media and technology, his research examines the fragmented nature of work and working relationships in the global gig economy. Some of his research focuses on the role of what is called algorithmic management in shaping the experiences of gig workers. James, can you tell our listeners what you mean by the term algorithmic management?
1: Sure. Well, firstly, I guess, Marie, the the real starting point here is to really briefly explain what algorithms are because ultimately these lie at the very core of what algorithmic management then is too so without delving too far into uh uh, literature you know on on it and related areas we at a very foundational level can understand algorithms as advanced technologies that basically have the ability to self-learn to rewrite themselves and also to make decisions ultimately without any explicit human intervention so basically these can operate autonomously. And that's really what we need to know about algorithms. Now, of course, a human being has to be at the very core of the design or the programming of the algorithm initially. But from there, then these technologies can typically function on their own uh, once it's within, you know, a specific set of defined steps or rules or instructions to accomplish tasks. So this is what an algorithm is at a very, very basic level. And with this more, I guess, foundational understanding in mind, we can then begin to understand or or put the pieces together in terms of understanding what is meant by the term management by algorithm or algorithmic management. So we understand this then as a process that basically sees a specific set of these self-learning algorithms, given the responsibility for executing decisions which affect labor and the labor process. So ultimately here, the outcome is that algorithmic management creates this very new and novel and also very comprehensive type of control or management tool for organizations. And this is normally achieved, I guess, by the um, extensive monitoring, the managing and also controlling of workers' activities without the need for human managers or for human supervision. So that's what's really novel and distinct about algorithmic management. And really, Maria, I guess what we're seeing here in the manifestation of algorithmic management is the collision of technological developments, along with the increasing competitive pressure that we often see being as positions as a key part of the future of work. So it's very, very innovative. It's very interesting to hear about. It's certainly very interesting to research. But ultimately, we also recognize then that algorithmic management is very controversial and potentially very troubling for workers, also.
0: Are there any types of work where algorithmic management is gaining more popularity than in other types of work?
1: Sure. Yeah. Well, look, I guess even though more and more attention has really been placed on this area and algorithmic management and related issues over the last number of years, I think it's at the same time fair and also very important to say that the majority of literature that that focuses on this particular issue has been situated in the context of work in the gig economy or gig work, which is uh, where my own research is based too. So we know then, of course, with gig work, that this does form um, a relatively narrow and I guess small overall components of the labour market. So in the gig economy, we're basically concerned with a pretty novel And also very um, alternative or atypical type of working arrangement, which is almost all cases very heavily reliant on technology and on digital infrastructures. So in fact, when we're looking at gig work, we're actually encountering what are known as digital platform organizations. So these are the types of organizations that we see operating in the gig economy. And these organizations are, are named as such because they're built upon, I guess, what, what, what we know or recognize as virtual infrastructures to create digital marketplaces that that run essentially on uh, supply and demand. So some of the major digital platform organizations that we'd be familiar with as consumers would include the likes of Uber, Uber Eats, Lyft, Postmates, and so on. So given then the really heavy use of, and also reliance on technology in the gig economy within this type of work, I guess it's not too surprising in the grander scheme of things that we see algorithmic management really taking holds and thriving and developing very much in this area also. So of course, the gig economy, as probably many of our listeners will be aware, has a huge multitude of controversial discussion points and debates relating to several aspects of the work, uh, legal issues, classification issues, and so on. And certainly then algorithmic management is just one of these but it's certainly a really, really important one from a management and from HR perspective. So ultimately, what it seems to come back to here is that the very much detached and impersonal nature of the technologies that underpin algorithmic management seem to then render workers as being almost invisible. So that is in the sense that they're operating under the strict surveillance and control of this ever observant algorithm, But without the human representative of the organization there to balance this almost uh, dehumanized type of scenario
0: does algorithmic management assume hr related duties as well as more operational duties
1: i guess what's really particularly interesting here is that algorithmic management certainly isn't commonly positioned as being an hr tool and in fact this type of a claim would be something that would be, I'd imagine, likely to be quite heavily refuted by digital platform organizations, because of course, this would indicate the existence of some sort of an employment relationship, which of course doesn't legally exist in most types of gig work. And as I mentioned previously, is something that has attracted and continues to attract a lot of controversy and debate. But ultimately, what we do see is that algorithmic management, regardless of this, is very much pervasive in shaping the working relationship by intervening in setting minimum quality standards of service and in the selection and also the management of workers. So research in the area describes algorithmic technologies, I guess, more broadly speaking, and as part of that in algorithmic management, as being almost agentic in their nature. And this is because they're given the capacity to intentionally constrain or complement or even substitute for humans In the practice of routines and in these various ways then these technologies fundamentally can alter our understanding of what we know and recognize as being workplace management or people management by for example determining protocols rules and guidelines for workers and also by even making decisions or encouraging specific actions amongst the workforce so those i guess are some of the overall functions of algorithmic management and if we want to look then at hr a bit more specifically we can actually also identify several core HR processes or functions that are enabled or somewhat enabled at least by algorithmic management. So for example, at the very outset, we see the use of algorithmic management to very quickly screen to select and to onboard workers. And this again, in the context of the gig economy is particularly common and pervasive in this sense. So again, most often based on the fulfillment of minimum criteria is what we see here with very little consideration of the suitability or the fit of these workers to the organization so essentially what this looks like in practice as a worker or as a potential worker is that you apply online you upload some relevant documentation around id and and social security numbers and so on and you receive what is normally then the only initial guidance or the role information by an automated email. So the entire, uh, if you want to call it a recruitment process or an onboarding process tends to be like this, very, very heavily automated. So then moving on, I guess, in the HR lifecycle, we think around issues relating to work assignments. So what we see in the gig economy is that even though these workers, as we've mentioned, are most commonly self-employed and they're classified as independent contractors, algorithms and algorithmic management takes almost full control Overwork assignment processes. So it's an algorithm, for example, that decides which individual tasks or gigs are offered to each worker. And there is also a body of quite a significant amount, I guess, of emerging research in this area at the moment, which is seeking to examine this in more detail in terms of understanding how and why the work is organized and distributed in particular ways. And I guess this ties into the overall trend that we see in terms of algorithmic management, where there can be quite a significant lack of transparency for workers in terms of understanding how things operate, why the app or the algorithm is behaving in the way it is and so on. So finally then in the context of HR and algorithmic management, I think this is perhaps the most common but also the most controversial HR function that we recognize in this area is the role and the use of performance management. So ultimately the surveillance capabilities of algorithmic managements allow digital platform organizations to very closely monitor gig workers activities and in some cases they may also generate individualized performance metrics or performance reports or they may rank workers uh, based on anonymous customer ratings. So to give you some examples of this, there are instances of workers receiving uh, weekly fortnightly or even monthly reports or notifications, which essentially would summarize their performance for the last number of weeks by telling them what their average rating might be, for example. So in terms of stars, it might be 4.6 out of a possible five or whatever the case might be uh, that they've received over the last number of weeks. And likewise, then in other platform organizations that the strategies, the specific strategies, I guess, differ across, the types of work in the particular organization. But we also see the use of some platform organizations issuing more specific type of feedback and metrics relating to the specifics of task completion. So some examples here would be, for example, in the case of some food delivery workers, telling these workers how long it took them to travel from point A to point B, and how their average time compares to the overall average time for workers in the area. So whether they're above average, below average, and whether they might need to improve on these specific uh, issues or areas. So building on this a little bit more then, I guess the most stark outcome, or, or one of the starkest examples of performance management in the context of algorithmic management is illustrated via the uh, what's known as deactivation. So the immediate deactivation of workers whom the algorithm determines to have failed or to not have fully met this minimum performance standards or criteria. So this can often be done at the surprise of workers, because again, workers aren't always, I guess, fully aware of how the algorithm is observing them or what specific aspects of the work they're being monitored on and so on. So this deactivation then, I guess, basically amounts in a more traditional sense to being terminated or being fired from your role. And what's quite interesting here is that workers are often left unaware, again, of why they've been deactivated and very rarely do they have any means to appeal the decision. So ultimately then within organizations, these are, I guess, some of the, the key examples of how we might see algorithms increasingly making the decisions that would have tended to be previously under the remit of managers and HR professionals. And ultimately what we see in the gig economy in particular, is that these organizations can more easily, I guess, exonerate themselves from any responsibility or culpability with respect to managing their workforce. So they outsource everything to these algorithms, which are quite, I guess, unique, quite opaque, and quite ambiguous in terms of how they operate.
0: I'd like to ask you about the benefits, but also the drawbacks of using algorithmic technologies as a management tool. How about we start with the benefits?
1: Sure. Well, I think it's important to recognise at the outset that these technologies, of course, they're hugely innovative, and they really do represent, you know, really, really significant and and colossal developments that have been made and implemented in this area throughout the last decade or or thereabouts. So we recognise that at the outset, and with that in mind, I think that the benefits of algorithmic management, as you as you said, there are certainly greater on the organizational side of things. And again, I think this probably isn't too surprising given that this is ultimately a management tool and it is developed and and utilized by the organizations who who own and, and implement these technologies. So looking, I guess, at the benefits here in a bit more detail, at a very baseline level, algorithmic management allows organizations to really significantly and and dramatically reduce their labor costs, and they keep the overall marginal costs around labor relatively low at all stages. And this is basically because algorithmic management essentially uses virtual or automated managers, if you want to call them that, thereby eliminating the need for any human supervision or any human managers that would need to be actively uh, observing these workers in real time so this initial cost saving then i guess is is really quite noteworthy and in many ways it would i guess encapsulate some of the more idealistic promises of technological developments for organizations so certainly in terms of the bottom line it's a real winner for organizations here and secondly then i think moving on to something that's very much illustrated by the settings wherein we tend to see algorithmic management being most commonly utilized, is that these technologies allow for the very, very close monitoring and also coordination of what is typically a really large, a very diverse, and also a dispersed, as in a, a geographically dispersed workforce. So turning to the example of the gig economy once more, what we typically see here is a huge number of workers who are operating with, you know, pretty high levels of independence and autonomy, at least compared to um, workers who operate in more traditional work settings, the confines of an office or whatever it might be. So for the organisation then in this context, algorithmic management allows what I guess previously would have been unprecedented levels of surveillance and oversight over these workers' activities. So in fact, quite a lot of the research points towards algorithmic management enabling really high levels of control over most aspects of the labor process. And, and that's something that I've I've looked at in my own PhD research. And given the nature of gig work, I guess this would be almost impossible to achieve with the use of human-centered supervision. Once again, given the really large numbers that we see operating in these um, types of roles, and also the independence that these uh, workers rather operate with. So they're operating from their own vehicles on their own time they're not centralized in any one particular office location. So algorithmic management then undoubtedly works to the advantage of organizations there. And I guess that's it from the organizational side, or those are some of the key benefits, I guess, from the organizational side. From the perspective of workers, things are certainly, I think, a little bit more complex, and it's definitely harder to identify benefits here from the perspective of workers. So, of course, at a very baseline level, I guess, it it does allow workers to escape from... Again, these uh, traditional, I guess, workplace confinements and and the confinements of an office. And some may enjoy not having a human manager to answer to. But beyond that, it really does seem to be more strongly favoured towards the will and the way of organisations.
0: How about the risks or the drawbacks of using algorithmic management?
1: that discussion of these risks and these drawbacks, this is what has tended, I think, to dominate most of the discourse in this domain because, well, quite simply, there are so many and there's a really extensive list of, of risks and potential drawbacks, mainly for workers, but also some for organizations too. So I guess to very briefly touch on some of those here, at the outset, I guess, first and foremost, there is a very clear risk to workers who operate under the supervision and the surveillance of a, an entirely digitalized management tool. So there are issues here relating, of course, to the ethical considerations of algorithmic management in controlling a workforce that would often be, I guess, intended or depicted as being fully independent in their roles, as is the case in gig work. And in that way then, there is a risk here that the really comprehensive nature of algorithmic management and it's it's hugely encompassing and how in terms of how it manages and controls and, and monitors workers, there's a risk here then that it ends up being quite an exploitative type of management tool, with workers very much coming out at the worst end of this by the um the mercy, I guess, of the algorithm, while also lacking very clear understanding of how the algorithm operates and how it's actually monitoring them and observing them so it seems here then I guess ultimately the 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 core point or the first issue that we're talking about is that there would seem to be really significant power imbalances as well as some information imbalances in terms of how algorithmic management works and and very much here once again these seem to work in the favor of the organization rather than in the favor of the workers so Secondly then, in terms of drawbacks and risks, and I guess this one is at more of a foundational level, there's a very, very clear disadvantage here for workers in terms of lacking a human representative of the organisation who they can interact with and also engage with. So again, while we do recognise the innovation that underpins these technologies, they very simply can't replace or at least fully replicate the emotional intelligence of humans. And likewise, they're not going to be able to engage in many of the more empathetic and interpersonal aspects of people management or supervision. So for example, some of my own research on gig workers and algorithmic management highlights, I guess, the lack of almost any training, any development opportunities or any support mechanisms in these types of roles. You don't have a human being that you can interact with and engage with and go to with any issues or opportunities. You're just entirely, I guess, isolated in your role by only engaging in a very much one-sided type of relationship with technology. And and finally then, I guess the last point that I wanted to highlight here, and it's very closely related to our previous points, but I guess more focused on the HR side of things. So ultimately, most literature and, and, and most established HR theory in the areas of work and employment would tell us that technology on its own can't really hold, or at least can't explicitly hold, a working relationship or an employment relationship because it, it can't engage in the way that a human being can. So for workers operating then under algorithmic management structures, very, very simply, they're lacking a human agent to be able to create a more balanced and a more reciprocal type of employment relationship. So from an HR perspective, the potential issues then and challenges here are, are very much far reaching and they're almost limitless in many ways, but ultimately what it comes back to is the partial elim- elimination, or rather, at least, of the human in HRMs. So without a human manager or an organizational partner advocating the needs of workers, for example, individuals working in these settings then would seem less likely, I guess, to build a trust, the confidence, and even the overall sense of well-being that we would associate with strong commitment-oriented types of working relationships.
0: Do you believe there is a way to balance these benefits and the drawbacks
1: yeah sure well i i guess it it certainly seems to be one of the ongoing points of of debate and discussion in this area at the moment and to be honest i'm not too sure if any one organization in the gig economy at least has truly cracked the code yet in terms of implementing algorithmic management in a way that's seen as being mutually beneficial, or at the very least, you know, entirely fair and ethical in terms of balancing all of the previously discussed issues. So some of these issues that we've discussed by organizations have been attempted to be rectified or resolved in some ways, but they certainly haven't reached a perfect fit at this time. So I guess the key issue here, Marie, is that in trying to ensure that organisations can use these technologies in a strategic way, which will of course help them to lower labour costs and allow for this greater coordination of these larger workforces, but also really importantly ensuring that the achievement of these strategic advantages or goals is not at the detriment of the workforce or of individual workers. So certainly at this point in time, as I mentioned, Algorithmic management is not really painted in the most positive light um, across existing literature. And some literature um, has even described it, I guess, as being something like this idea of a boss from hell. So it's, it's ever observance. It's always watching workers and it can potentially terminate them or deactivate them from their roles on a whim without any warning. So in that way, it's almost like, I guess, being in something comparable to a permanent probationary period. And certainly again, not the most positive or optimistic perception or, or illustration around these new technologies that, we, that we've that we heard so much about. And that of course we all want to see as being innovative and enhancing the working experience overall. So ultimately here, I guess, I think what we need to recognize is that while there may be short-term strategic gains for organizations in terms of these lower labor costs, the current state of affairs with algorithmic management doesn't necessarily bode too well in terms of its long-term sustainability. So for example, it's hard to see a future of work where individuals would be happy to operate in these structures in the longer term. And likewise, it's hard also to see a regulatory system uh, in most countries that wouldn't eventually work towards finding a way to more effectively balance the needs of workers along with the bottom line of organizations in the context of the use of algorithmic management. So I guess what I'm, what I'm trying to say ultimately is that with the way things are now, it seems very hard to propose an effective reform of algorithmic management that will do what it needs to do for both parties. So most solutions either favour organisations entirely or else favour workers entirely. And the ability, I guess, to to balance that and to really, uh, once again, crack the code here by having it mutually beneficial is a bit more complex. And I I think certainly something uh, to watch moving forward.
0: In your PhD research, James, did you see any generational differences in the level of acceptance of being monitored at work via the use of algorithmic management, perhaps? We know that millennials and Gen Z workers are used to their personal information being shared with third-party vendors, for example.
1: Yeah, really good question actually. And something I guess that that has cropped up a lot throughout um, my, my PhD research is that algorithm management, you know, it's not homogenous in any way. So it, it really varies quite extensively across every individual platform or organization in the gig economy. So in terms of generational differences in particular, then I guess from my sample of workers and participants that engage in my study. Generally speaking, uh, the majority of these workers were on the younger side, I guess. Not necessarily all millennials, but certainly in and around you know, the, the 50 age marker lower. And as a result then, there wasn't a huge level of difference there. There was a general level of caution, I guess, and suspicion around these technologies. So very few of the workers tended to accept the algorithmic technologies just as being the way it is, or this is how it is, and this is the way the job is, and that's it. Instead, what was really interesting are the efforts of workers to try to, I guess, game the algorithm or work around the algorithm in some ways to be able to try to reclaim some of the autonomy and the flexibility that they're promised when entering these roles. So you'll see them you know, engage in, in different online forums and blogs and maybe even in their local communities of gig workers via WhatsApp groups or whatever the case might be to figure out different strategies that workers have in terms of being able to operate it in a way that's going to be most profitable or operate in a way that will allow you more control and flexibility over your schedule and so on. So really interesting, you know, strategies and work around algorithmic management, but ultimately what, what was common across almost every participant in the study was this lack of standing in terms of the algorithm work, looking at the study that I conducted from from a management and an HR perspective, these were really interesting, but also troubling in many ways, uh, issues to look at and to consider in the context of what we would understand as being people management and what we would understand as being a working relationship. Many of the norms that we'd know and recognize here, just don't seem to, to apply in any way in the gig economy.
0: Is the use of algorithmic management expensive? Is it something small organizations can afford financially?
1: Interesting question. Once again, um, so I uh, guess we don't have a huge amounts of information in terms of the level of investment that goes into the imitation or the integration or the even the development of these technologies. But what we do know, I guess, is that they're you know monitored and, and, and programmed then are developed by very often in-house programmers or software designers and, and not people management experts, which, which seems like a bit of a contradiction considering what the function, the core function of, of algorithmic management is. But certainly um, given, I guess, the, the, the complexity and, and, and the really advanced levels of technology and of the capabilities that we see embedded within platform organizations through their, their smartphone applications or whatever it might be, one would imagine that you know there is quite a significant amount of time and investment required in developing these so once again that's that's okay and that's fine for many of the the larger organizations that we would have mentioned previously uh, earlier in, in in our discussion that we know and recognize as operating in the gig economy but in terms of the expansion of algorithmic management or the potential for smaller enterprises to be able to adopt similar practices I I certainly think it's a much more uh, difficult task to achieve um, in many, many ways in that context.
0: In closing, James, can you tell us what's next? Will algorithmic management form an important part of the future of work, for example? And do you have any game-changing ideas about how HR could be using algorithmic management to improve its practice?
1: Yeah, really, really good question, I guess, and and a challenging one to definitively say either way. So I I think that looking ahead to the future of work, you know, there's no doubt, but that technology is only going to hold more and more prominence. And the last year, I guess, in particular, has really emphasized that in a very significant way. And, you know, even considering something like surveillance that we discussed in the context of algorithmic management, we've seen this take on, once again, newer forms throughout 2020 and so far in 2021 where remote working, you know, continues to be the norm for most industries and sectors. So in terms of algorithmic management specifically, I think we first, again, need to recognize that if we're talking about, you know, the, the grander implications of this, we again need to recognize that at this point in time, while it's it's very exciting, it's very controversial, it's very complex from an HR perspective, it is still relatively small in that it's confined to a relatively narrow amount of very specific types of work and most often, in the context of the gig economy and the types of work that we've discussed for the last while. Uh, these are I guess more concentrated in the lower pay and lower skills side of things so I guess examining then the future and where this is going some emerging trends certainly do indicate that algorithmic management is spreading to more traditional and even to more highly professional I guess workplaces and indeed that it's taking on various forms as it's expanding and developing across the workforce. From an HR perspective in particular I think it's very difficult to or it's going to be very difficult to match or to align the goals of HR and what we understand this HR as being with the current capabilities of algorithmic management. So of course, algorithmic management allows for the you know generation of workers and meaning that in some ways we could almost see algorithmic management as being a new spin or a new development in context of analytics. But I guess my point here is that the HR capabilities that we see within algorithmic management really tend to be very heavily transactional in nature. And also they're almost entirely quantitative. So they're based on endless amounts of data, performance metrics around timing, average timing, and so on, and not necessarily in a way that promotes the development of softer skills or that's more constructive in terms of issuing feedback. So I think that in that way then relying on algorithmic management and, and the various I guess processes that it enhances and promotes is very very clearly risky in an HR context in terms of losing sight of what we would understand as being the ultimate strategic goals of HRM and of, of people management so at this point in time I would probably be leaning towards thinking that algorithmic management can certainly be, you know, really beneficial as part of an overall suite of HR offerings within organisations. So to help, you know, speed up recruitment, to help efficiency in terms of monitoring performance, uh, to assign tasks, and so on. But I really don't think that it can be allowed to um, gain such foothold that it might even replace or eradicate any of the core aspects of what we understand and appreciate as being the the true value of human resource management.
0: Thank you, James, for sharing your insights regarding algorithmic management, the implications for HR, but also the controversy surrounding
1: it. Thank you so much again for having me, Maria, I really enjoyed chatting with you today.
0: Thank you for listening to this episode of Dear Human Resources. In each episode, you will hear about current HR topics and trends from experts, both practitioners and researchers with the goal of giving you an insider's look at human resources.